What's up, Venners? It's your girl, Clamaris J, of course, and this is episode seven of The Vent, Love Thyself. Now, this week, I wanted to talk about the greatest love of all, the love that we need to have for ourselves. So I sat down with the beautiful and knowledgeable Nicole Bush Buffington and had an amazing conversation. Nicole actually runs a program called Love Your Selfie, which actually motivates young girls meeting them where they are, and basically uplifting them, helping them realize their full potential and things like that so that they blossom into beautiful women in the future. Our conversation was amazing, and I hope that you all enjoy it just as much as I did. Check it out. Because that's actually when um, students become, you know, independent, and they're starting to find their way and they can make their own decisions and they, you know, um, are kind of like leaving the nest. Mm-hmm. Almost. And so um, they're blooming young adults. So I like working with that age and stage. It's different. Mm-hmm. Now you work with um, like the next generation of ladies, right? So um, what age group do you currently work with? Is it middle school through high school or? Yes. So with, with really, with, what do you mean? With love yourself and within the college age student? With love yourself So love yourself I've worked in the past with middle age students and high school students. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to venture into the woman, um, the adult woman, mm-hmm. because sometimes the adult woman has bloomed a little bit later mm-hmm. in self-reflecting. And, um, but currently, my majority of focus has been middle-aged girls into high school. Okay. Now you're, when I spoke to you recently, you mentioned that um, you're, you make the girls take pictures before mm-hmm. you even, you ever even sit down and hop, have a conversation. Can you tell me why? So because that's an important part of the process. Well, so when we, when I first meet young ladies, um, you think in a world right now that the whole selfie world, we're so secure with ourselves because it's so prevalent. You know, you see a lot of selfies and people are posting selfies. But when I first started Love Your Selfie, it was definitely before filters. And so I found that, um, you know, I said, well, everybody has cell phones. We'll bring cell phones. And, you know, I quietly ask them before we even get started, before they introduce themselves, before I say who I am, you know, we just do selfies. Mm-hmm. You have to take a selfie. And then I had to add the clause as I've been doing, um, you know, a lot of chit chats is what I call them. Um, I've had to add that clause, no filters. And the reason why I do that is because I want to observe how, observe how people and how the young ladies feel about themselves. And you are very surprised and shocked on what, how vocal they are about. And you, you, when you think about it, when you're with your own friends and your own girlfriends and they, you know, they take a picture of themselves and like, oh, look at the, oh, look at the dark circles under my eyes. Mm-hmm. So, oh, I need to start getting some eye cream. I need to, oh, mm-hmm. I don't have any makeup on. Try, you know? Finding, finding little problems with yourself, right? 
they immediately, um, you immediately survey the comments and the majority of them, the majority of the comments are negative, mm-hmm. very negative. Oh, I do not. Some I get the comments. I don't like taking pictures. Mm-hmm. And you said no filters, like no filters. Why not? Or, um, you know, just with the high school suit, like, look at my hair. Oh, mm-hmm. look at the lighting, very into the lighting, you know, but when you observe it, it's very negative and it transcends over to how we feel about ourselves and really how we project our energy. Mm-hmm. How we feel about ourselves is, you know, definitely, you know, it rescinds through everything that we do. That Absolutely. Day how we think and, you know, how we move forward. Mm -hmm. And so I think when people hear love your selfie, let me take my selfie, you know, Ooh, I'm a bad B, you know, that's the whole, (laughs) yeah. You know, I love it's a Uh show where she had a, um, she had, I forgot the name of the show, but it didn't last as long because now um, insecure has taken over. Mm -hmm. And this was be, this is after awkward black girl. But she had a segment with um, um, with I'm trying to think of her name. Um, I'm I can't away. even help you right now. Oh, the, the actress um, who played Tina Turner. How can I forget her name? It's terrible. Mm. Um, she played Tina Turner with "What's Love Got to Do with Me." But anyway. They had a, a funny segment. It's made to be subliminally funny, but it's so factual, like a bad bitch meeting. I didn't get my nails done. I don't have my weave done. I don't mm-hmm. have, you know, my eyelashes done. And so we buy into that concept that now more than ever, we have to look. To look a know, certain way. A certain way for us to feel confident and okay mm-hmm. about ourselves. And so... um I do that exercise simply because I want to see and observe what the individual young ladies are thinking of themselves Mm -hmm. and they don't know that I'm, that I am observing. And then once they take the picture, they introduce themselves, which Mm -hmm. we're not at that age as high school and middle school students, middle school and high school. We're not as confident as women to speak up as little girls to speak up in our classrooms Mm-hmm. Um, and we're afraid of what people are thinking and what they're going to say based mm-hmm. on what we say. So we're not as vocal. And so they do have to stand up and show their selfie. And you have to say at least three things that you love about yourself, whether mm-hmm. it's your eyes, it's your skin tone, your lips, your nose, mm-hmm. your hair, anything. All positive it's things. Only positive things. Right. Right. Okay. Now, um, in your experience with working with these girls, what's the one thing that they, that you find most common that they have a problem with when it comes to themselves? Well, I think universal, it would be self-confidence in how they look, Mm -hmm. how they feel Mm -hmm. about themselves. They're not as comfortable going out on a limb on their own. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where the breakdown is. I think that um, young girls and growing into young adults and becoming women, we have to understand that 
things at home may not be the way that we think it should be. You also experience turmoil and tragedy at home. Mm -hmm. But if we can get the healing and, you know, get spiritual healing and, and therapy or whatever that may be to fix how what has happened to us, Mm -hmm. But also understand that no matter what has happened to you, that you still take ownership of who you are and how you present yourself mm -hmm. and being empowered to really change that mindset mm -hmm. that I'm completely 100% in control of what I feel right now and accepting that and being okay with it and what I project to other people and what I allow. Mm -hmm. Told that's queen shit right there. That's just, mm -hmm. you know, excuse my French, but when you can be a queen of yourself, but mm -hmm. be okay with that, that's really what being a boss is about. Right. So that means sometimes, and what I do find when talking with young girls is that, you know, peer pressure comes into play with that too. And so because this is a time of acceptance, you want to have friends, you want to be with people who, you know, like you and show that like, because we're still very jaded at that age and stage that we are willing almost to compromise, mm -hmm. you know, and compromise, you know, the things that we do, the things that we say, you know, um, and, I found, I do find at that age that once you have a conversation um, and we talk through it in my chit chats, just about peer pressure, about people they're hanging around, what mm -hmm. kind of decisions they make, what do people see when they see you? You know, we talk so much about personal brands. When I think about my brand and who I am, what are people walking away saying? What do they think about me? Is it positive? Is it negative? What do they know about me? Right. So everybody who knows about me, they know I'm of service. Mm -hmm. I can be kind for the most part. I'm very kind. <laughs> I am of service. I will do anything to help you. And I lead. And I think part of leading is not always saying what I do. Leading is just doing it and showing by example and right. being able to right. vocalize that um, and influencing people in a positive direction. And I think once young girls understand that um, and we have a dialogue about it, mm -hmm. they typically say, you know what? They realize right then and there that, you know, I am hanging around people that are not making really good decisions because I feel bad for them or mm -hmm. I want to be accepted. I was not confident to be the solo act. Mm -hmm. And that's one thing I can say growing up um, that I have to just pay homage to my own grandmother. She taught me to be okay with being vocal and if, if I didn't have five or six friends to hang around, I can go places on my own. I can do right. things on my own. Right. That, those, and be okay with that. Right. Right. Those, that's just an added bonus. But first you have to be content and firm in, in who you are, right? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. It's lonely sometimes because not everybody, you know, um, it, I think being in a leadership position and being in a, in a 
position where you are leading by example, I think that it can be, you know, at times very lonely because Mm -hmm. you are different. You're setting yourself, you know, away from a crowd that you're, but you've got to be confident enough to say, I can make these decisions for the betterment of myself. And then you have to, you know, as we talk to high school students, even middle school, of course, you have to wait until you find a good crowd that's going to give you and bring you good vibes. Right. Right. Yeah. Kind of like protecting your peace. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Now, Nicole, I feel like um, in order to be, you know, happy with who you are, it has to start from the inside. Mm-hmm. And then it'll translate to how you look or how you feel on the outside, right? So do you agree with that? I do. I do. And what what are those things that make us happy, really? You know, I think that's stuff that we really have to ask ourselves. What are those things like that really make us say that we're happy? Mm -hmm. I think um, as a woman, I can only speak from a woman's perspective. I'm a black woman. I can only speak from that perspective. Mm-hmm. I think as black women, we definitely, I am a number one proponent of education. Education, I still believe is power. Mm-hmm. That's something that no one can ever take away from you. So like I tell my kids, I don't care if you get a, a degree in basket weaving, it's an experience. Um, you've completed and, you know, it helps build your experience and exposure. Mm-hmm. And so the more you are in an, an, an ever learning, you know, capability, it helps adds to your confidence and how you feel about yourself, mm-hmm. because I'm not going to wait for someone else to tell me what the rules are. As I taught my girls, we're going to look for where your policies and procedures are, and we're going to read it ourselves, mm-hmm. you know, and it does come off as I know everything and my mother pushes me, but I'm raising black girls that are going to be black women and they mm-hmm. have to be confident with that. So right. I do say that to make us happy, we do, yes, have to educate ourselves, you know, and always stay open to learning new things. Right. Um, I do think we have to learn to choose the energy management and over our time you know we can't spread ourselves thin um we have to listen to ourselves our souls our guts our bodies so that when it is tired i do have to practice that myself i'm a work in construction but i think that we have to pay homage to our body and if our body is tired if we're spread thin we have to listen and and shut it down right and honor that because that's our temple um I think we have to choose our patterns of how we operate, you know, how we organize, what's good for our sanity. Um, Me, I'm a very organized person. I can be very detailed. So I do things in order and step. That may not work for everybody else, but just identifying what that means for you um, so that it is not a point of chaos and you're always on edge. I think we as women, we as black women carry a whole lot. We wear many hats. And so we definitely can't be pretty on the outside and ugly on the inside. And so we don't have us together and we're all over the place and we're stressed out when someone meets you because you're so stressed out, you got, you know, work or you've got that you are together when you present yourself. 
because they don't care. They don't understand that you have 25 task things to do. So those are some things that I live by. Um, Some other things that I say that helps define me to be happy. I choose to give. I choose to be of service. Mm -hmm. Um, I choose to be authentic. It may not be the most popular, but I do speak what I feel Mm -hmm. and I'm not afraid to say it. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to let anybody smother me. Mm-hmm. You know, I try to raise my girls. I try to raise my girls to do the same thing, even though we may have dialogue and they say, but you're fussing at me. No, I'm asking you the questions because the you know, hard questions. I'm asking you the hard questions, mm-hmm. but I, it doesn't say I don't want you to be expressive, but you do have to be expressive with, um, you know, knowledgeability. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so I do choose to be authentic. It's not the most favorite thing, but I do. I know that if someone comes to me and they ask for my opinion, I'm going to give you the truth. I think that it's freeing for me. You know, I don't feel prohibited. Mm -hmm. Um, That helps me with um, me being happy. I choose to try to pick a good balance for myself. So I, I was not the woman who was just all about her kids, who was all about, my husband and my marriage. I was definitely spread between my husband, my children and myself and my girlfriends. I think that's the balance that we definitely have to be okay with because you have to take your me time. Mm-hmm. You know, and you have to do, you know, things like I may have to say, I'll be right back. That's my favorite line. My girlfriends know I'll be right back. <laughs> I'll be right back. I have to do a brief, I'll be right back. You right. have to do that and that's a part of listening to your body too Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. one thing I can say about me is that I always see the glass half full Mm -hmm. I'm not a negative thinker Um, I think if you think negatively I just don't know how antagonistic people are successful I just don't understand that or if they see the glass half full I mean half empty I try to look at the good and the positive towards everything Mm -hmm. There's always a positive present. Correct. And I think, I, I really think that it all boils down to the mind because the mind is extremely powerful because like you said earlier, it's going to control the things that you do and the things that you say, right? So Correct. how do you think that someone can kind of control their thoughts? What works for you? Listening to yourself. That means you have to spend more time with yourself. And we do talk with, I have talked a lot of times with my chit chat girls, I call them, you know, um, you have to be okay with spending time with yourself. So the love yourself right now, the COVID edition, this is an excellent time to, while everybody has been quarantined and, you know, really in a minimalistic point of their life, this is the time to find out what do you like and what makes you feel good? I used to buy myself flowers years ago. Mm-hmm. And I said, during the quarantine, I started back buying flowers for myself. But I also started back buying flowers for my girls, like every mm-hmm. two weeks. Just the simple things, maybe mm-hmm. taking more baths, um, putting lavender in my home, you know, making things, um, again, that positive space that I can control. I can't control what's going on with COVID. I can't control what's going on with Black Lives Matter, but I can control what's in my perimeter right here. Right. And what energy, like we say, what we're protecting. 
And so I think once you get your mind under control, spending more time with yourself, maybe reading self-help books, mm-hmm. motivations. Um, my favorite guy who is an immigrant is uh, Dr. Nito uh, Quibine. Uh, That's his name. He's the president of High Point University. So he has figured out how, like, Positivity 360. He's got, like, tons of books. Mm-hmm. But um, in his recruitment, he's done well as a business person, as a president of a un- university. Mm-hmm. But he's got a book, like, 365-day book, where I open it up and read positive, positive affirmation for the day. But they're not just affirmations. They're storytellings. Okay. And um, they're current. And so that's helped me to remain positive as well. And I think once you can control your mind and, you know, you can control like how you want to project yourself, mm-hmm. you know, like th- do people still take me out of character? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. I try <laughs> to stay calm. I try to stay, you know, in a Zen. That was my whole, this year I do a, every year I do a thing. So this year was supposed to be Zen on 10. I feel like I've done it. I mean, you know, since July, I went to New Orleans, did the whole, you know, um, uh, voodoo experience. I'm into crystals. I do all of that. Mm-hmm. And so um, I try to remain in a Zen space, even in the difficulties, like the recent difficulties, that's been very difficult because mm-hmm. I've been very anxious. You know, you get to the point that you're like, you know, you're worried and it's anxious. When is it going to end? <laughs> when is it going to end? All of that. Absolutely. Yeah. And so going back to finding what feels good mm-hmm. to you, listening to your temple, listening to your spirit is important because you are important. Mm-hmm. You can't put anybody else. You know that as a mother, as a wife, you can't put anybody else first if you are not whole. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, I think that's some, something that I've been trying to do and I struggle with doing it consistently is meditation. My mm-hmm. mind goes, is all over the place all day, every day. It could be about something extremely important, things that I have to do, you know, mm-hmm. um, things that I've been ha- needing to do for, you know, weeks now that I haven't done yet, just things like that. So my mind's continuously racing and meditation um, has helped me. It kind of helps me refocus and focus on what I'm doing at that present moment instead of worrying about a whole bunch of other things, you know? I do agree. Um, have I been practicing meditation? I should be practicing it more. I have a, a good, the thing about going to all girls schools and having line sisters, I've got girlfriends that do everything. So my network of sisterhood is phenomenal. So I do have a line sister that hosts live meditations every Wednesday, Serenity by Sarita. She does a whole lot, actually, Mm -hmm. but she's been kind of keeping us on task with kind of meditating every Wednesday night, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and um, last two weeks ago, she brought a yogi in and um, which actually helps because I do love yoga. Mm hmm. Um, I discovered yoga for myself uh, five years ago, and I like hot yoga. I feel that it has helped me um, 
calm myself in the midst of bad anxiety or I haven't if, tried that yet but you recommend it I highly recommend it if you can stay in the heat and I'm a heat person mm-hmm. um, but yeah I feel like um, and plus it helps sweat out you know a lot of um, toxins and you know things of that nature if you can stay in the heat I highly recommend if you can't do the heat then I would just recommend regular yoga okay but yeah, I think that, um, you know, to have good instructors too helps. Because I've done like a Beyonce yoga. I'm a big Beyonce fan. Oh, me too. Um, <laughs> real fun, you know, and Beyonce, Beyonce hot yoga, you get all of that kind of coupled together. That helps mm-hmm. out tremendous. That is hilarious. I yeah. have to check that out. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I feel like a long time ago um, when my then boyfriend... I used to feel like, you know, I would be happy with myself if he was happy or like if my kids are happy and things like that. Have you ever felt like that? Mm. Like making other people happy in some way going to make you happy. I need to make worry about what makes me happy. I think that's very fair to say. And what I would do is go back to my 20 plus year old self. Mm -hmm. my 20 plus year old self happiness looked very different Mm -hmm. happiness looked as if you know it was built into the activities the gifts Mm -hmm. you know in a relationship um activities gifts um my children being provided for you know i have a roof over my children's head and you know they're happy they're safe like you said, you see their smiles and that transcends happiness. I think you still have that along the way, but mm-hmm. then you start realizing in your 30s, but then going into your 40s, um, there's more to me and there's more to the happiness layer. Mm-hmm. And so happiness in your 40s then come to the point of being at peace. Mm-hmm. With every decision, with every, like every be still moment, you know, like I'm in the midst of a pandemic. Yes, I'm sad. I'm, you know, I'm worried about a pandemic. I'm, I'm sad about, you know, um, the inequalities that are going on. But at the end of the day, if I were to meet my maker today, I'm perfectly at rest mm-hmm. with my life and how I live my life and how I'm at, I'm at peace with that. Mm -hmm. I'm happy. I have goals. We all have ongoing goals Mm -hmm. that I have to check off the list. Mm -hmm. But as I'm moving through those moments, you know, I feel as if I'm present. Mm -hmm. I really can't say it any different than that, that I'm present in the, I think that's something I've really worked on. Um, as I turn 40 to be more present in the moment, mm-hmm. um, to build those monuments of memories, because at the end of the day, you know, I always feel like life is like we're on borrowed time. Mm-hmm. And so we have a purpose, um, that God or a higher being put us here for. Right. And so I feel like when you are 
you know, delving deep and trying to figure out, well, what's my life purpose? You know, that changes from your 20s to your 30s to your 40s to your 50s. And, you know, as, as things grow, you know, that happiness gets deeper. Mm-hmm. But I do remember that stage. <laughs> I do. I absolutely do. Um, and um, you, you, you bloom into different layers of awakenings, I feel. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Um, like we said, like, uh, happiness is a choice. Yes. It's something that you put into your mind that if you want to be happy, you're going to do those things so, that make you feel good. Like you said. In control. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. You're definitely in control. Yeah, of that. I think you're in ownership of you. Mm-hmm. And then whether you have come into a romantic relationship or, um, with your friends or friends at work, anything like that that's the only way that those relationships are going to last and on your terms. Right. Yes. It should be mutual. Um, I've, I've listened to your other podcasts, I think on the girlfriends one, mm-hmm. and you talk about different stages of girlfriends. And I think relationships have to be mutual. And I think we don't know sometimes how to identify that as Mm -hmm. we're growing through the process, like in our teens and in our twenties and our thirties. And so meeting people where they're, where they are, Mm -hmm. you evaluate where people are and you can't get mad if they're not where you want them to be. Mm -hmm. That was a big realization for me from my twenties to my thirties. Cause your twenties, you want to control everything. You want to, you know what? I got kids. I got a husband. I want to control where we go, <laughs> how we look, what color we're gonna wear, and you know, how we gonna keep it all together. Mm-hmm. My general path. I mean, I think that there are sisters out there that do that, and they do it lovely, um, and they can maintain it. Big up, Black Power. Awesome to them. Mm-hmm. But I think once you grow and then you start. Um, shifting your energy into other directions mm-hmm. and start focusing on, mm, I don't want to control mm-hmm. people. You know, I don't want to control the outcome. You know, I don't mm-hmm. want to, you know, have to have to be the, um, the cleanup person. You want to surrender. The surrendering part is to, you know, let a lot of the expectations that we put on ourselves can be the, you know, big stress mm-hmm. that being a mom, that this has to be perfect. It's not going the way I thought it was going to be. Um, that. When we're detailers, mm-hmm. we're planners, we're organizers, we're managers, momagers, all of that. Mm-hmm. Surrendering um, and understanding that, you know, we don't have full control. And um, we just have to be present and available, present and available. So once I think you, you have those, you know, um, not less of an expectation, but letting things flow a little bit easier, mm-hmm. um, as I say, organically, mm-hmm. um, we remove a lot of that stress layer of expectation. Right, right. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, now... I also feel like, you know, things that have happened to you in the past mm-hmm. can also, you know, hinder your personal growth. Mm-hmm. 
because if you can't let those things go, then how can you really move forward? That comes for, that goes for like a couple, many, many things, you know, whether it's uh, infidelity, you've been in an abusive relationship, whether it was physical or mental, mm -hmm. um, any type of sexual assault, things like that. Mm -hmm. I agree. Mm -hmm. So do you think that it all starts with forgiveness? I think that it all starts with seeking help, healing through um, professionals. Okay. Um, because that could be deeper, deeper, um, you know, layered issues mm -hmm. um, and working through um, because we don't all have that gift, you know, to say, this is what's bothering me you know, and to really heal ourselves, we need to understand and process what happened. And it really still formulates and shapes who we are and how we respond to certain instances and scenarios and people. But in order for us, I believe, to really find true healing and we need to get the help that we need. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, having a therapist, having a counselor, I feel like it's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely not. Nothing wrong with it because you can't always process to your girlfriends, mm -hmm. you know, because they're not the professionals. It's great if you have a confident, um, a confidant who you could speak with and who will listen to you and help you process your feelings, but it's really not their professional job. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like if you, if you're in a position that you're, I mean, you can prioritize because mental health and, and the stability of our mental health while we are wearing all the hats, um, is very important. It's a priority. Mm -hmm. um, and so we have to do those check-ins with ourselves and with our girlfriends and with others, mm -hmm. you know, because it's okay to not be okay. Yes. Things that we endure, you know, like you just said, infidelity, um, physical, mental abuse, um, you know, domestic violence, Mm -hmm. um, you know, um, sexual abuse. Those are issues that um, can be very detrimental, of course, mm -hmm. um, to people's emotional state and to, you know, your, your body, you know, your mind, that's all connected. Mm -hmm. So I just advise that you um, seek help and healing. From a professional, right? From a, from a professional. And then, you know, even through COVID, I've got several, you know, therapist, therapist uh, friends, uh, sister friends that are psychologists and psychiatrists that do remote um, access as well. Mm -hmm. And I think it's more important. A lot of companies too also have helplines, mm -hmm. you know, that they're giving, um, you know, a couple of sessions, six sessions for like, a, you know, for free without using your insurance. So it's okay to identify that I'm not okay. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think when you begin to process your feelings, understand what is going on and what has happened, then you can begin to forgive. But I, you know, I, 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 it's not successful when you don't go through that, through those steps. Now, you know, when we become moms, it's, or even a parent, because I'm sure there's, you know, men out there who, who might feel the same way. It's like self-care kind of goes out the window because you're so busy um, giving attention to other people and 
you know, taking care of the kids and wearing all these hats. Mm -hmm. So what kind of things can a mom do in your opinion to kind of help and make sure that she's okay? That is an excellent question. And I can really speak upon that. I have a 25 year old, I have a 19 year old and an 11 year old. And what I found, this is a part of the surrendering in my own process in being a mom. Mm -hmm. If I were to grade myself and say what kind of mother I have been, I would say, "Mm, maybe a C plus, maybe a B minus. We're always hard Uh, on ourselves. We are hard on ourselves. But what I would have, what I, what I would have wanted to hear and know before becoming a mother, I did know that you have to exercise self-love and etching time for you. I knew that up front. Mm-hmm. Um, and I tried to do that as much as I could. So my own examples, I made sure that I took trips without the kids and trips with the kids. I made sure that um, definitely whatever I decided, if I wanted to do hair appointments, nail appointments, um, you know, I had for my birthday, I'm going to buy myself something special mm-hmm. or, you know, I don't wait for anybody. Even though I got great gifts, mm-hmm. it's definitely something I said, it's my birthday. What am I buying myself for birth? Treat for yourself. Treat <laughs> yourself. And if, if I know people and, I'm, and it's your birthday, I'll say happy birthday blessings. Make sure you treat yourself extra special. Mm-hmm. I think a gift to yourself is a part of loving who you are because it's listening to your desire mm-hmm. so I did exercise that um, and what I would have wanted to do different is going back to that releasing control and understanding that each kid like you're really blooming into um, and you're you're really breathing and blooming you know watering a kid that's going to become an adult And so you have to allow what may not work for your 25-year-old, it's not going to work for your 19-year-old, and it's not going to work for your Mm 11-year-old. So um, I am an organized, rote person, um, schedulistic person. So I'm going to have structure, Mm -hmm. but understanding that there are some flexibility and structures um, when being a mom. Right. personalities and different expectations when you become flexible I believe that that is part of the surrendering because you won't realize that until they hit that college age and they become the blooming adults and you are that first kid that you go from this is where we're going this is what we're doing this is the schedule this is what tell me your schedule da 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 to Mom, I don't want to do that anymore. Or, I'm not ready for that. <laughs> and that ready for somebody that. could have told me that to develop. And plus, 25 years ago, you didn't allow kids to say, hey, well, how are you feeling today? Well, what do you think of the decisions you want to do? And, you know, have, you, were, you weren't or as... Or you want to. It yeah. was, come it on. Was <laughs> open, yep, it wasn't an open dialogue. And when you're younger, you're just like... Hey, let's get it on. Let's get it popping. We got to go here. We got to go there. Mm-hmm. So you, you're switching, you know, that's why most kids, once you have a, a baby, 
you know, the other kids say, oh, you're not as hard as a, as the mom on a, on a younger sibling. Mm-hmm. Well, you learn to master what works with different personalities. Mm-hmm. But etching time as a mom is super important. Not that I have less respect for a woman who um, delves everything into their children. I respect women who do that. Mm-hmm. But if you don't honor yourself, you're doing no justice. You're going to burn out at some point. Burn out. You're going to have a meltdown. You're going to have a mental breakdown. And when the kids grow up, you're going to say, who the hell am I looking at? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm a firm believer that you can have everything that you want. You can work at, you know, you can work in corporate America or, you know, definitely be independent. You can be a mom. You can be a boss. You can anything you have that balance, but you can't do it, I don't think, all at one time. You have to know when to shift the balance. Mm-hmm. And it's just like when people say, who's your favorite kid? I always say my favorite is who needs me at that time. And so whatever needs your attention at that time, being able, you've got to be very flexible, you know, as a woman, but as also as a mother. Right, right. So I do agree with you. I think what's worked for me is absolutely prioritizing the be right back. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start using that. <laughs> I'll be right back. When we get off this call, I'm going to say, I'll be right back. <laughs> I'll be right back. Absolutely. And you just have to take that time and you also have to have women that are like-minded around you. Absolutely. That's another conversation that you had. You said you have a, you know, you got to have a girlfriend that, you know, that are, that, that is married and I have children and can understand mm-hmm. what, you know, what, what you're going through. But you also have to have a girlfriend who, you know, is spiritually sound, who's going to pray for you. Mm-hmm. And, um, who's going to um, be a rock for you. You also have to have a girlfriend that if you got to go to the club, you can go to the club and have a good time. Mm-hmm. You know, I think to, di- to diversify your circle is very helpful as long as it's, you know, um, motivational right. and, and positive. Now, in closing, I wanted to ask you, what's one piece of advice that you would give to someone who is pouring out more than they are receiving? I know many people that do that. I know many people that do that. Um, And I've been one of them many times. Mm -hmm. Um, So my advice would be to recognize like that you're doing that. Mm -hmm. Get to the point. That's a part of listening to our gut and being okay to say no. Intuition and all of that. Mm -hmm. Being okay to say, no, I can't do it at this time. Um, it may sound limiting, limited, and it may sound, you know, you think that there, you know, it's mean, but you, mm-hmm. you have to take ownership of what you're signing up to do and what you can't do. Right. Knowing your limits. That's a part of knowing who you are and, you know, whose you are. And mm-hmm. if it's not serving, like, we have to understand that if we can't show up in good spirits, then we just can't show up. Mm-hmm. It's about, you have to set boundaries too. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think it's just a tactful way to say it. You don't have to say, hey, listen, uh, look, I did this. I'd love to do it, but I'm going to be very honest. I've got a full plate mm-hmm. because guess what? I've got many friends that, you know, they serve just like I do. They may not be married. They may not have any children. They may 
know, and big ups to those individuals. Mm -hmm. But like, if you, your expectation, I'm not going to allow you to place the expectation on me. My situation is totally different. Mm -hmm. Now, if, if, if I'm, if I'm signing up to do something, because I am a giver, I'm in the community, I do a lot of work. Mm -hmm. You know, so I am spread very thin looking on the outside to a lot of people. You know, I hear all the time, you are doing a lot of stuff like you're doing a lot of stuff. So, you know, sometimes there are people that you say, give, give work to a busy person because they'll get it done. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, I feel like that's what my purpose and plan for what I'm sent here to do. But in that, I have to understand and, and recognize when I'm tapped out. And I have very, um, very moments of tapped outness, is what I call it. Mm-hmm. So we listen to that. And, you know, I have a pre existing um, health condition. A lot of people who know me know me well, they know my pre existing health condition. But a lot of times, people probably looking in don't know that I have. Mm-hmm you know, a debilitating pre-existing condition because I do stay very busy and I look very healthy, mm-hmm. but it's a task. You know, I think yeah, I wouldn't have guessed my own family members, you know, I can probably say, you know what? I'm not feeling what I'm like, ah, you're never not feeling well. Okay. Well, hope you feel better. They just kind of slough it off because they're used to me, you know, mm-hmm. on a high energy. Keep high going, keep going. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you got to say, hey, wait, you know what? I'm not really feeling well. Mm-hmm. What I got to wait. I got to sit back. I've got to check in for me. Right. Right. Because guess what? My mother's always told me no one is going to take care of you the way you can take care of you. Thank you so much for joining me. You're I feel welcome. like I learned a lot just from having a conversation with you. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm, I'm, I'm excited that you were able to learn a lot. Now, I hope that you guys out there were able to learn just as much as I did. Thank you, Venners, for tuning in once again. Remember, all episodes are available to stream on Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud. Be sure to follow me on Instagram as well as Facebook. The Vent with Clamaris J is the handle. And I'll be right back here next week for episode eight because things feel a lot better when you air them out. Peace. Peace.